You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, well, happy Monday. That wasn't as exciting. Come on. No, I just, I want to start off up top. First of all, sorry about last week. Easter. Easter. Easter We know better. Yeah, Easter plans. We normally can get through Easter, no problem. But some, I don't know, just things happen. We had some friends from out of town uh, come up and... Just things kept, like, my time and their time. And that's why I wish my, my office could be isolated to yeah. to a certain spot. And I wasn't trying to be rude. I didn't want to be rude. So it just, things kept getting pushed and pushed. And I was like, you know what? Just, we'll cancel. That's so, understandable. And getting to see people. Yeah. So I apologize. Uh, if anyone was missing us last week, I apologize. Uh, second of all. Uh, and all of this stuff is unrelated, mind you. So I'm just going to kind of go through a few little tidbits. Uh, I got my vaccine, my first dose. Yay. And that was last so Wednesday. Not this past Wednesday, but the past, past Wednesday, the 31st. So you're of almost March. ready for your second. On the 28th of this month, I can ah, go get okay. my next one. I didn't know how far apart they were supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and unrelated, if I don't seem all that enthusiastic, uh, I've been fighting allergies. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, why I say this is unrelated. <laughs> right. So the like, like the past few days, uh, I'd say even starting Wednesday, you could just feel it. The pollen's in the air and everything. And it was just like, you get that scratchy throat and you're just like, man, come on, man. Yeah. It's like, I'll take all the other s- symptoms, but for, for whatever reason, the itchy, scratchy throat is what mm-hmm. bothers me the most. I do not like it because it feels like it's something I cannot deal with. Fevers or, or chills or something like that, I can... I like can I got a plan of attack. Yeah, yeah, I can do something. That, it's just like, we'll suck on some lozenges. It's like, yeah, but God. Yeah. You know, and it gets old after a while and you get that taste in your mouth and you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, so a lot of my symptoms are gone. I just feel kind of like, meh. Yeah. So... If if I don't seem all that enthusiastic, that's why. And then I'm probably I've been irritable all week. All We're weekend. allowed, it happens. Yeah. I think I think the medicine also does that too, because I've been taking like the antihistamines and I try to find the non drowsy stuff, but the stuff still Still even gets kind of makes you system. feel dried out though. Even. Yeah. So you may not get drowsy, but then you feel like, well, now just all the moisture is gone from my body and I'm still coughing because now it's dry. Here, let me show you. Let me show you. <laughs> you see this cup here? You see how yeah. large this cup is? I have been yes. drinking these constantly and feel like I'm always thirsty. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a 44 ounce cup, people. This is a giant cup and I drink it's them. It's an just, American size cup. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> ch- pounding them back like, you know, I'm a drunk girl at a college frat party. 
And I just, it's not enough. Uh, it's not enough. Well, at least you're keeping well hydrated. Yeah, I'm trying. But yeah. I, I just feel like I've been irritable, and I don't mean to be irritable, but it's like every little thing has just been setting me off. You know, like even my, I'm admitting to this, my like my daughter, she's been doing these, she's she's a kid. She's a kid. I know she's a kid, but she's doing kid things. And it's like, don't do that. You know, like, I'm going to go make a mess over here. I'm going to go play in the bathroom. And it's like, no, 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 stop. But then I, it's amplified. And I'm just like, wow, I'm just so angry. Right. I'm just so irritated. Please stop doing these kid things. I want to relax and feel better. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> stop making messes. Right. But I'm trying. Um, I'm trying. This anyway. too shall pass. Yeah. This too shall pass. So with with all that said, I mean, we got a little catching up to do of things that we oh didn't get to talk about and all that. Um, I know. So I did want to mention, like, one of the reasons that the, the friends were down is we were going to, we went to a, uh, and I know this is going to sound bizarre to some people, but I'm, I'm feeling it out. And I was very okay. careful. We went to a convention, very small convention. Uh-huh. Okay, and it was, people were wearing masks, people uh-huh. were very respectful, and I didn't get COVID, <laughs> because it's been two weeks. <laughs> since the two, convention? Since the convention. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, you should be all right by now, but... Plus, I, I had mean, the vaccine in my body, or at least part of it, so right. hopefully that kind of was like... Eh, eh, eh. Oh, but hopefully. It, hopefully, hopefully. I'm yeah. not saying it was a... The point of getting the vaccine is to hopefully not get it. Yeah. yeah. So I know I still got another dose, and it, that's not how it works completely. But again, we're we're feeling it out. Like I was still uncomfortable. I still had my guard up, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not. You know, we're gonna try this out, but I'm not gonna rush out and and just start doing this. I just want to see what it's gonna be like. So it was a very small. It was like two little rooms, mm-hmm. uh, and they limited your time there. So like. The, the block that we had, we could only go in between a certain amount of time. So there were only certain people who could be at the convention at a certain time. Beyond that, like you they had, were cleaning everything pretty well behind yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they were very, they tried to keep the crowd small, mm-hmm. the space open, so people could kind of go in and out. Like, I didn't feel like I was elbow deep in people. And so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I got to, I saw some familiar faces at the horror convention. Uh, some people that I admire uh, mm-hmm. and, and like in the, the horror industry, like Kane Hodder, the guy that played Jason four times. Okay. Uh, he actually he actually took a picture. I'll have to show that to you. Uh, he yeah. got a picture taken with Calliope. And, Aww. of course, she didn't look at anything. She was just like looking off to the side <laughs> while he's sitting there smiling with her. And he, well, you know. We know this picture's just for you anyway. <laughs> but it was, I mean, we told her who it was. She's She likes Jason for some weird reason. Like she's, mm. I guess, because, you know, her dad likes Ship Jason. Ship off the old block, huh? Yeah, probably. But <laughs> we were like, this is the guy that plays Jason. This is him. And she's like, okay. And then he was just like, you want a picture? And, I mean, this was free charge. You know, he just uh, like, oh, wow. you want a picture with her? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So. That way, hopefully when she grows up, she can appreciate that picture, even sure. though she looks like a goon. <laughs> but she's a kid. We're allowed to yeah. forgiveness. Uh, there were a few other people there. Uh, Michael Berryman. I don't know if you know him by name, but he's he's essentially the face for the movie The Hills Have Eyes. You know oh. the guy? 
yeah. that guy. And he's just, he's an absolute delight. He's hes an absolute sweetheart. And he actually gave, told Calliope and her little friend, like a kind of a moving speech about, you know, I'm, you know, your generation's going to do great things and I'm, I'm so grateful for you and things like that. I guess try to motivate them. And at the same time, it was like, I know you're not going to remember this, but, you know. <laughs> So this is just for me, really. Yeah. He's like, just yeah. just so you're aware. He's like, maybe maybe something will get through, but it was it was nice regardless. Right. Uh, yeah. And then I'm trying to think of anybody else that I met that I thought was cool. I mean, there were there were still there were cool people there, mm-hmm. you know, and probably one or two that I I wanted to meet that I I guess my nerves. Where it's just like, uh, isn't it so funny go- we get like that? It's like just mm-hmm. another human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but know? they're legendary to right. me. No, like I it was, get it. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in those situations. But I will say, and I'm gonna say it right here publicly, mm-hmm. in front of everybody, Zach Galligan, the guy that played Billy Pelter from Gremlins, mm-hmm. is a complete and utter asshole. Oh no. Okay. And I will say it to his face if I ever see him again. Do you know why I, I say really this? I don't. Because no. he will. He had zero interest in me, my wife, or my kid unless we were buying something. Yes. Buying his signature, buying a photograph, paying for a picture, whatever the hell it was. We couldn't just be fans Coming up and being like, hey, nice to meet you, you know, and just, you know, trying to, because yeah. again, it was still the kind of nerves thing. I had met him once before and I got that vibe, mm-hmm. but I, I just kind of let it pass. This just confirmed it. Yeah. Because so any, two, two times now is kind of, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, have no interest. But then when you whip out the money, hey, because I watched him do it with other people. I get that's why you're there, but you should probably not let it show that obvious. And and some people <laughs> some mean, people are there to meet these people as fans. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have I, I even thought about it at the time and I was watching all these people go around buying pictures and, and autographs and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And I just I don't I don't want more stuff. You I know, I have I have no interest in collecting more stuff. Mm-hmm. that these people have signed. I just want the experience of meeting that person, knowing sure. that they were a great person and I got to meet them even once. We get a photograph or not, fine, whatever. But just to have that that interaction, that conversation, I wish I could have better conversations with these people. Like mm-hmm. think of great things to talk about, but I don't. I, ca- I can't think of anything. But <clears throat> that interaction is what I'm going to keep with me. The The autographs and everything mean fuck all to me right you know it just it yeah. doesn't because it's just things right and i'm not taking it with me Mm-hmm. <coughs> see here comes the the, the little tickles and the, and the tickles that's why i got the water <sighs> but anyway yeah he's he's a he's a that's unfortunate he's a, i almost feel like cons though it's like we, we we pitch them as like the best way to meet these people but i almost feel like it's it's really not <laughs> Because it is kind of just like this money machine that's yeah. getting pumped. I mean, I've even read where some of these celebrities make way more at these cons than they do filming the shows they're there for. So that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate, but whatever, screw him. Anyway, uh, outside of that, the other thing that we didn't get to talk about last week is Godzilla versus Kong. Did you I watch it? Watched. I you haven't watch? yet. The Hub's big fat went and watched it without me, although uh, I should have known. And to be fair, I don't know that I expressed such a huge interest in it that it would have clicked with him to be like, I should wait. Yeah. But uh, no. No. Long okay. answer to that. <laughs> now, <laughs> so I sound much. disappointed. I sound disappointed. I've only watched it once, which the reason I haven't watched it a second time is I've been waiting for my father to watch it with me because he said he would and well you know that's not happening that's another disappointment that's crushing me but hey we won't get into that okay but um anyway no it was a good movie mm-hmm. but if i had one disappointment what do you think it was um if it's the same thing the hub said maybe just that you saw everything coming it was very formulaic uh yeah there, there kind of was that but no it was it was one one very very particular thing oh then maybe maybe i well not having seen it might be my barrier here because i was like i probably know what steven would have picked but not having watched it i don't have a yeah reference we'll just we'll just say i've been i've been touting it for weeks on another podcast uh, is that one out yet? Uh, for the new one? For the Godzilla vs. You know what? Yeah. Here we go again. I thought I missed it. Okay, cause I because I was like, I've last been watching week, the tweets. I didn't yeah, see last, the new one. Last week, I thought I'd missed it because, you know, and everything got busy. And I was like, well, I just, mm-hmm. I don't have time. I said, I, I don't really even know what I, I could say about it at the time. But uh, I guess, I, hopefully, I can get my, my entry in by uh, tomorrow. I think he, he moved up the the timetable so uh, okay next week Good. we should have that i'll try to throw something in it wasn't a bad movie don't get don't get me wrong yeah. my disappointment is <laughs> based on this one thing and even if as i've had time to reflect i'm like yeah it makes sense <sighs> damn it i i'm 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 trying to accept the realization i know but I guess at the same time, it's just like you know, all these arrogant sons of bitches and their mouths, and okay. they just got confirmation. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting more confused. You'll know. You, I'll explain it later. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah. One one last thing I just want to touch on real quick, mm-hmm. since while I'm thinking about it, this is actually something I would have talked about this week. Uh, have you ever seen uh, the Ren and Stimpy documentary, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy? I have not seen the documentary, no. To be fair, I don't even know that I knew there was a documentary about it. There's a documentary just about everything anymore. That's probably it's weird. <laughs> um, so, no. <laughs> I stumbled upon, like, I had heard about it, and I'd always wanted to see it because I was curious, like, to what degrees they would actually go into it. And... I found it on, I think it was Voodoo, and you could watch it free with ads, which I'll be honest with you, their free with ads plan is uh, so annoying. Because they just interrupt what it's you're watching. It's not even like at a good point to break, no. right? It's just, it's just like they'll be, be in the middle of a sentence and then bam, yeah. a commercial. <laughs> Three <laughs> advertisements. Like, what? Come on, man. <laughs> At least, at least, at least on, pick a scene break. <laughs> yeah. At least on Tubi, they'll they'll sit there and be like, hey, in about 10 seconds, we're going to run an ad, okay? And go. 
so like you're preparing for it. Okay. And it's usually at a good break. Like we're seeing is going to break, but no, mm-hmm. not not this. They'll just interrupt. Like I started trying to finish it up. Like I'd watched half of it and I was going to finish it up. And no more than five, ten minutes after I got started, it was like, here's another ad break. And I was like, damn it. I just. You. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, outside of that, I'm talking about the, the documentary. It was fascinating and heartbreaking at the same time. And I say heartbreaking in the sense that, and I had heard this recently because I think it only came out last year. Mm-hmm. But I guess this is where a lot of this information came out from and maybe even more uh, more information from articles or whatnot. But I've always had a an admiration for John Chris Felucci, the guy that created the show and the art style and everything and the people that worked on it. I mean, it's just... If you've ever watched Ren and Stimpy, if you've never watched Ren and Stimpy, uh, you're, you're, and you lo- if you love animation, you've you not watched it. That's what I, I guess I'm trying I to get you. at. I mean, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because the animation, every little things that they do in there, it's just, it's a fascinating, amazing, original animated program. And he just turned out to be a piece of shit. And, and they even spoke to him. That was the, that was the mind blowing thing. I was sitting there watching about it because I was like, holy shit there. I mean, because they lead up to the, the POS crap, you know, by the end of it. So it's not like they start with that. Because they talk about, you know, this is a guy who was obsessed with these old cartoons from way back when. Mm-hmm. The animation process, how he got started, what his plans were. And when you even listen to the um, production side of it as he was making Ren and Stimpy for Nickelodeon, you I mean, these people were just like, this is groundbreaking. This is innovative. But at the same time, the guy was obsessive about every little detail. And mm-hmm. he was like, a, you know, a dictator when it came to, you know, this is garbage. This is garbage because he likes like he demanded perfection right. from all okay. these animators. And there's a part of it that worried me a little bit because I, I put myself in that position saying, Christ, that could be me. Like, because I could sit there and see myself doing the same thing. Like, if I had a group of people. Yeah, and it was your baby. Yeah, I could could be like, God. And because they said, you know, people would be leaving at midnight. They were done, and he was still obsessing over the details, making sure every little thing. Like, shows got delayed because of this, because he wanted it to be perfect. Okay. And then they talked about his falling out with Nickelodeon, where he got fired, because... And I remember this episode, and it was, <laughs> I, find, I thought it was a hilarious, great episode. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do understand where Nickelodeon was coming from at the time, because it really is not a child-appropriate episode. Mm-hmm. But okay. it was... I don't know if you did you ever watch Ren and Stimpy? I mean, a little bit. Unfortunately, it it, it didn't speak to my humor as a sure. child growing up. It was a little gross for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I understand that. I mean, that's... Yeah. Which is why, like, finding out he was even so much more picky about its quality is just in my head. I've been laughing this whole time where I'm like, really? That yeah. stuff he was getting picky over? Yeah, okay. 
And, and the, it really depends on where you're looking at the humor because you could easily do gross out humor and, and just be like, make it simple. But there were elements to it where they'd throw in little innuendos and you'd be like, how the hell sure. did they get past the censors with that or something like well, that? Well, sometimes you got to know the parents need a couple laughs when they're being forced to watch this stuff with their kids. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's a good cartoon, honestly, if they can throw enough in just for, like, the parents to have a good time along the way, too, that'll totally go over a child's head. Or should. Yeah, it should. (laughs) Or should. Um, But but there was this one episode called Man's Best Friend, and he created this character called George Licker. And that was already a red Mm. flag. Okay? George Licker. Yep. So we're like, no, you you can't have that character. Uh, The idea was is that this guy... He was all American, and he goes and he adopts a dog and a cat, Ren and Stimpy, and he's going to teach them obedience, and he's going to put them through obedience training, and the ways in which he goes about it is just... A little adult, a little too much. Hyper-violent, you know, not like blood and guts and everything like that, but just like pushing the limits of where you can go. Uh, to violence in in one of these type of cartoons, okay. uh, and and psychological, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh like, damn, <laughs> like a great example. And he's like, here, I'm gonna teach you guys, uh, you know, like obedience. Like, here's a couch, don't sit on the couch, okay? And they're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. And it's like, okay, now, to, so you learn, get on the couch, and they look at each other like, no. No, you said don't get on the couch. He's like, nope, get on the couch. And they're just sitting there t- getting terrified like, what do we do? What do we do? Because he said don't get on the couch, but he's telling us to get on the couch. So what do we do? And then eventually, Stimpy just takes the – just dive bombs at the couch and just lays there like, ah. Like just then, ready. Like, I don't yeah. know if I did the right thing. And he just looks around. And he's like waiting. And suddenly the guy jumps up. He goes, get off the couch. So it's like that psychological scar. Oh, good. Yeah. But at the end of it, you know, Ren had had so much, like he literally beats the shit out of this guy with a, like a two by four. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and this is where the animation actually is really impressive because they do like the slow motion thing and you see the two by four smack his face and you oh, just like see all the, the wrinkles. And, and- <laughs> I don't know. You just, it's impressive <laughs> to me in that regard. But anyway, um, they said no. You know, like <laughs> they didn't even approve it, and he still made it anyway. Oh, you know? okay. And then when he came there, and it was like, yeah, we're, and they're like, no, we, we're not going to air this. And he's like, all right, well, F you, and see ya. And they were just like, okay, well, I guess you're fired. You oh, know, yeah. if that's the way you're going to be. And then, of course, that created a rift between him and the people who were going to take over, or the people, I don't know, it, it seemed real messy because you get, everyone had a different story. Sure. Like you had some that sided with with John and others that sided with the other camp. Uh, ironically, his name was Bob Camp. <laughs> <laughs> and but that's that's not where it ended because after you heard all that, I mean, obviously the show stayed on the air for quite some time, mm-hmm. and then he got the rights back. He tried to do an adult version of that, and he did other stuff with those characters, uh, like the George Licker. He made like a show about George Licker. Okay, well. and and all this other stuff. I don't I don't think I've ever seen it, but it was very adult, low brow humor, okay. that kind of stuff. And then 
Uh, apparently, during all this, uh, he had a uh, kind of a relationship with a 14-year-old girl. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Like, at some point, at some point, like, she had sought him out, you know, being a fan, and he just roped her in and, and moved her out to where he was living, and she Gross. lived with him for, like, six or seven years. <coughs> It was just, it was disappointing because it was like, man, and, and she wasn't the only one, apparently. Because I guess, according to her, uh, after he, like after they had parted ways, mm-hmm. no more than like a week later, he had another one. Oh, good God. So just a gross predator, even. <coughs> Although he would claim uh, that, you know, he... he no, it was not his intention. It's like, but dude, mm-hmm. she's she's underage. Mm-hmm. You knew and there's she like was an unhealthy underage. power balance there too. That yeah, no, mm-hmm. nope, dude, on you, yeah, on you. And even I think like the the woman who championed Ren and Stimpy for Nickelodeon, like who helped get the job, mm-hmm. like helped get him the show and the job and all that. She was like, I'm so disgusted by it all because he used those characters. <coughs> in a way to manipulate and lure these girls in and taint- <coughs> tainted who they are. See, Aww. I can't even talk. <laughs> no. It was going so well, too. You made it about 20 minutes before it started. I know. To- <coughs> Damn it. This That's is why I hate good. allergy season. Damn it. It is gross. That's why we should hibernate. <laughs> Well, I think we have been for at least a year. Uh, yeah, it's true. Or at least me, anyway. <laughs> Some of us, not all of us, got the luxury of hibernating. Has had that opportunity. But yeah, it was. It's a fascinating documentary. Just to at least hear so many sides of it. But mm-hmm. um, it's disappointing. Yeah. Knowing that it's very that's who he is. So anyway, hey, what have you been playing? <laughs> games. Back to games. Uh, well, let's see. Um, I played through the tenants a little bit more. They did a couple of updates. I think I'm gonna have to set it down until some other things happen with it. Just cause like now it's just too much work. It's mm-hmm. just too much work. <laughs> Constantly getting bothered all the time to fix an earthquake or roaches or rats. And I'm like, it's just, I can't, I don't want to buy any more buildings. It's like, I'm scared. I can't handle all of the requests. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a tenant. I don't bother my landlord that often. What the crap, man? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, but I also did play through another um, playthrough of the FMV. I saw Black Clouds, which um, I guess more like the week before. But uh, Wales was very kind, gave me a key uh, and played through it. And I tell you. That it was it was an interesting game. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I do have to say this up front, trigger warning for um topical of suicide, because that is in the game. So just keep that in mind if if that's a trigger for you. Um and uh, there's really what I dug about this one in difference to the other ones that I've played recently, is there really is two different games under there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's a point when you're playing through where you can tell where the path diverts. And in my mind, you have like the super, well, not in my mind. I, I totally believe this was intentional. There's a supernatural path and a more realistic path that you can take. And the stories do vary quite a bit from each other that 
I truly feel like you have to play through it twice. And I like when, especially mediums of this nature, because I mean, let's be real, we're only in it really for the story. There's no, a lot of gameplay that has to be had strategy at all or anything like that, with the exception of maybe trying to unlock more videos later on. Uh, But I found that very fascinating that it deviated so much from each other. But I ended up getting the same ending every time. And so I think there's another bug and I have to go back and check. Maybe it's been updated. So I apologize if I'm speaking and you're like listening and you're like, hey, I freaking fixed that. Why? I apologize. I haven't visited back. But yeah, man, I was so sad. Like two, I took both diverging paths because I could tell Mm. right where where it split. Like I knew what choice I had to make to, to get those same damn ending and they were so different from each other that i was very disappointed very disappointed um so after a third playthrough i i i had to go looking for some help to see if i was in a bugged land or if there was legitimately some choice that i wasn't making to trigger a different outcome and so i followed through one of the um guides to get a different ending I just said screw it maybe I'll follow it point for point because sometimes I tend to make one decision that was so different from the rest of them that that's the one thing that screwed up getting a perfect run for that ending and um, I couldn't do it the choice I needed to make the game froze Uh. I was so sad (laughs) so I don't want to keep pooping on it though because like I actually did really very much enjoy the story as disjointed as it was told because it's, you, you know, you just kind of get dropped in the middle of this story and then you go and you are got to figure it out and piece it together. It's very much a psychological kind of thriller deal. Um, but uh, bummer, bummer, bummer on yeah. that because it's still, I've done three playthroughs now and I think, or have I done four to just kind of pick up another one and I've only gotten the t- two endings so far. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong or if there might be a bug that's causing to to trigger the wrong ending. I don't know. It's me. These things happen to me. It's I don't even blame the developers anymore. I think it's just my existence around technology that sometimes breaks things. But (laughs) I do recommend it, though. Like if you're okay with the um, the overall storyline, because like I said, it does deal um, with suicide. Um, but the two diverging paths, I thought, made it, it very, very worth it, and I enjoyed the way. And I have to tell you, if you take one of the paths, some of the choices you make are so freaking satisfying that I've never gotten out of a game like that before. That, ugh, just play it and do the realistic path and go all in. It's so satisfying. <laughs> it really is. And, it, like, rarely do you get to go all in on a certain situation like that. Um, so I do have to applaud. I don't want to, like, say spoilers or anything, but I do have to applaud the developers on that. Uh, Ghost Dog Films, by the way. I don't think I've said. Ghost Dog Films is the name of the team. And also what I found interesting, side note, I think they're coming out with a movie of the same exact name with the same exact characters all of really? it like when I was looking it up because <laughs> I know like we were going to do like a review on it um yeah like I saw Black Clouds was on IMDB post-production same actors interesting <laughs> hmm. so 
uh, maybe wait a couple of months and see how it truly was supposed to be. I don't know. Like, I, I'm kind of interested to see if that's the exact same thing. But obviously, yeah. one storyline, maybe. Maybe. It could be told disjointed where you have some rewind feature, I guess, and go back or what if, you know, like a clue situation. I don't know. But there you go. That's what I really kind of dove into. And, you know, with me and FMVs, I like to try to keep playing them because I want to unlock the other videos and stuff like that to see. Um, So if you like those types of things, I can give it a recommend. I can give it a recommend. I just hopefully you can get through all the endings and not have the bad luck that I had (laughs) with that. I do want to go back, though, because there is a few videos I'm still missing and and stuff to see. But I think at this point, um, it's like yeses or nos. Mm -hmm. So it's not even going to be an amazing video to unlock. (laughs) But, you know, that's just how I play FMV. So I like to see all the videos that they took the time to film and put in the game. So. Did I try anything else out this week? I felt like I might be getting my two weeks blended together, too, now. (laughs) From all of that. Uh, That, you know what? That's probably good. Okay. I can't think of anything else that I played that was new this week or that I wouldn't have just, like, put on for a time waster. Because I've been doing more cooking and stuff. And I've been getting fat. I apologize. Last couple weeks haven't been a lot of video games. I've been making cake and eating it all. But you're you're trying to trade. Why not? I am. I am. I think I'm liking the cooking better than the baking. But either way, I'm eating a lot of food and unfortunately creates way too many dishes. So I'm on the fence yet. You know, I'm like cooking at home's good, but my God, I feel like I'm doing dishes like three times a day. And then there's still always a full sink when I'm done. And I'm like, how? (laughs) You just have have to look at it as, okay, was it worth all the effort? If it tasted great and it was, then yeah. But if it was garbage, it was like, son of a bitch. I'm telling you, the the pierogies were amazing the second time around. Mm -mm. Okay. But anyway, we're getting off topic. What have you been playing? <laughs> uh, still Nino Cooney too. Uh, I'm I'm nearing the end. I think I'm I'm, I'm almost positive I'm in the last chapter, mm-hmm. and I was really really trying to do all my side quest stuff beforehand. But I think this is one of those games that you have to beat it. And then there will be all this extra stuff. And I was like, man, just, <laughs> just want to. I think those wanna, are long games. Yeah. I yeah, just want to finish it all at once. Don't make me do more afterwards. But I guess it really depends on whether or not I want to take that extra step. Because I feel like I could, like, if uh, I could platinum this if I wanted to. But mm-hmm. it's just whether or not I, I want to. Because I've looked at what's left and I'm just like, eh. Do I, and my depending on how much work is involved if if something's going to take some time then just forget it like i know there was this one that was like be awakened 20 times i don't know what that means <laughs> so if All that right, yeah if that means i have to die and then be revived or be put to sleep and then wake someone up 20 times I, you know what if it's not yeah. happening naturally i'm just i'm not going to seek this out because that's fair damn it I'm doing everything you want me to <laughs> up to this point, and you're going to throw in some garbage like that. When we start talking about a game like work, that's when it's, it's time to. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't, the only work in the game that I've been 
working on uh, tirelessly and but having fun doing it is building my kingdom. You know, okay. making sure that it's built. And I think I've hit a I've hit a wall. Like I can upgrade it one more time, but I I don't have all the necessary uh, things. Like mm-hmm. I need a hundred citizens, and I'm just a few shy. And I think this is one of those things that they do is like, okay, well, if you want more citizens, you're going to have to beat the game. And then afterwards, you can get those last sure, units. Like, like a new game plus situation or something. No, it's just they're after next chapter final after game bullshit where it's just like, why can't you just give me these characters now? Why do I, why does it have to be after the game? I just want to get the hundred. I want to upgrade my kingdom completely, but no, you gotta, you gotta screw me over and I got to beat the game first. So it's just whether or not I want to go those extra steps. Yeah. Where am I at? I don't know. Cause I just don't want to do too much more after I beat the game. And that's fine. You know, play only what you're enjoying, right? And I've enjoyed my time up to this point, but mm-hmm. once it, they start doing this little number, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do anymore. Just stay on the path, man. Go, mm-hmm. go to the end. So we'll see where we get. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll be done with it by next week. I would hope, mm-hmm. but you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Life yeah. is busy. So, uh, what what do we got in the way of news? It's actually, man, there was quite a lot. And I'll, and I'll have to say, thankfully, we weren't doing a lot last week because trying to write news during the week of April Fool's. Mm. I got mm. rickrolled so many times. So congratulations to those that it worked on me because I thought I was pretty much, you know, got my eye out for jokes like that. So I, I did have to, like, give up for, like, two days in a row and be like, I'll come back to the news later. But this week, it didn't seem like people were messing with me. So... <laughs> Uh, some of the bigger ones that I saw this week, that Outriders game, right? It's taken over. Yeah. It's been fairly popular. Um, it finally, I guess, did its full release out. Um, but not with kind of mixed reception, it kind of mm. seems. Now, I, I, I'm, uh, I've seen a lot of people praising it. They've been having a really, really good time with this game. Uh, but it has been having a little bit of a rough time with its launch. So it kind of just in the eyes of the beholder, it feels like in this situation, Um, Multiple different reports I have seen throughout the week was pointing to a lot of people having a good time, like I said, but others were just kind of waiting to be able to even get in to start a match. Um, James Stephanie Sterling actually has been the most outspoken that I've seen uh, reporting on how they have been stuck in trying to load a match. And when they did manage to get in a match, fell through the game ground and just kept falling. I don't know if you saw their review on outriders or not that uh no i haven't watched put out. it yet. Ooh, it was rough um now this didn't seem like it was such a a broad problem um maybe with it being sterling i just happened to catch that quicker you know i do follow them on the socials and everything but some have been reporting also another bug where your inventories were getting wiped Ooh. um some reporting over a hundred hours of game time just lost so if you imagine in a multiplayer game like this where you're grinding for good gear and going after those legendary items to just uh that can be a little uh maddening i would say um some people have actually been reporting this bug since launch and it seems that square enix and the devs people can fly are just having a rough time figuring it out because they did send out a patch last week where the note said fixed multiplayer crashes that can result in client players having their inventory wiped, but it doesn't seem to have worked. 
is the problem. They have announced that they're also working on the restoration process in hopes to get players back their hard-earned goods. Although it did come with a warning that not all restored items will have the same stats as the lost items, which is causing even more of a panic because if you work so hard to get that legendary with those legendary stats to still not get that same item back, it just a mess. A mess is what it's sounding like. Um, So... At the time of this writing, I still haven't seen any kind of PR attempt out of Square Enix on the matter. So if by the time this airs, something's come out between when we record and then. But it just seemed kind of weird to me that there was no official response from that side, you know, trying to address it in some way. But hopefully soon, because the popularity of the game has really taken over and this... Might be another case where maybe they should have just delayed it a little longer. I don't know. But um, I kind of, I I do hope for your player's sake that it does get fixed in soon because the people that are enjoying it are loving the crap out of it. And I'd hate to see for something like this to keep players from coming back to it, you know? Um, Square Enix, come on, you guys. Yeah, no kidding. Losing your entire inventory. I did hear, I was listening to uh, Land Parties with our buddy Lucas Oh, yeah, yeah, Egan, yeah. And uh, his co-host, Ryan Smith, was talking about this game. And he did mention some struggles early on, like, as he was trying to get to play it. But, kind of what you said, to Eye of the Beholder, I mm-hmm. guess after some of the things kind of got kinked out or worked out, like, he was enjoying it mm-hmm. when it wasn't buggy, when it wasn't garbo. Yeah. But he did he did kind of talk through his experience like early on, like when he first got it and, and was saying he, he had some struggles with it, but yeah. did enjoy it once he could play it. That so. seems to be the sentiment <clears throat> I've been hearing. So it really just depends on who you are. Like if you had these connection issues and all this kind of stuff. I think that's where your mixed reviews are coming from, obviously. And if those who've been able to get in, get a match, start playing, they've been having a great time. So Mm. I wish I knew more about tech as to why the disconnect happens with some people more than others. I'm trying to connect to a server. It might be location. I don't know. With multiplayer games like that, you are trying to find servers close enough to your area to hopefully be able to connect with. Mm. Um, but I haven't played it myself, so that's the most that I can say on my experience on the matter with this game. So let's just keep our eyes on that space. Hopefully they get that patched for you all soon so you can keep that hard-earned legendary gear because those are hard to get. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, another good one, though. I'm keeping an eye on that Xbox game, man. Which one? How they've been, uh, that Microsoft's been keeping their game going. Rumors, of course, always abound in all of games, and especially this year has been no exception. But I don't know if you have seen that there have been rumors floating around about a possible collaboration between Xbox and Hideo Kojima for a new project. Now, people smarter than I have been finding hints tucked away on Phil Spencer's shelf, where some rumors have already come true from people dissecting what's behind him during major announcements. Um, so, and these are, of course, from people more astute than I, I don't usually pay attention to what's going on in the background. Now I've learned I probably should. Um, but ever since someone discovered the Xbox Series S that was tucked away on his shelf on the July 1st, 2020 episode of Game Lab Keynote Fireside, and that came true, fans have noticed now a Ludens figure, which is Hideo Kojima's mascot for Kojima Productions, next to a glowing logo of the Xbox, 
So it was off the rumor mill, but I found out it's kind of an intentional rumor. So video games journalist Jeff Grubb shed more light on this collaboration, which, by the way, still isn't officially confirmed. I do have to say that. It's still not officially confirmed. But in Jeff's latest podcast, Game Mess, he revealed that everything on Spencer's shelf is very intentional. So with all the sleuthing and confirmations of how film has been dropping hits, sides actually look good that this collab is a reality. Okay. Adding in the fact Kojima's independent. Has also shown interest in game subs as a service, like Game Pass. Maybe. So, did, maybe. Weren't there rumors that he was doing something with Sony as well? I, I feel like we kept throwing those around, too. This is the only one that I've seen where people are like, but Phil's hints behind him have been true. And I've seen this. So, I okay. think this is the only one I've seen that might actually have some legs on it. Hmm. He's independent. I guess he could go wherever he really damn well pleases. I mean, why not? You know, <laughs> yeah. throw some stuff here, throw some stuff there. Why not? Especially people, they want you. They want you making games for them. He does good stuff. I mean, granted, I don't get into a lot of um, his games. I still never played Death Stranding. I haven't either. I, I've I watched a lot of it. It looks yeah. gorgeous. I, I just don't know if it would be for me. Exactly. I and I feel don't. like that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if everybody liked the same game, we'd have one. I think and that would be it. I think it took me, like, I don't even remember when Metal Gear Solid 5 came out, but I remember hearing people talk about it. And I was like, it does sound kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know if it's for me because I've never been big into Metal Gear. And yeah. then eventually I did. I, I got, I think it was free, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what the hell? I'll give it a try. And. I got my hours out of it, but at some yeah. point I was just like, all right, I'm done. Because yeah. they stretch it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't I can't go any farther. <laughs> like, yeah, I hear you. I think I even have a couple of them. But again, it just wasn't like a genre that spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know a lot of people who loved it, played the crap out of them, speed, ran them, all this kind of stuff. So I can recognize that it was an amazing game that left its mark and that there it generated a lot, a lot of fans. So. Yeah. I can at least recognize that. Uh, so more epic news. I know. Maybe epic's not as epic as we thought. But there's been some news now, of course, coming out, um, different headlines over the last several months. I mean, epic versus Apple, the whole thing has just been taking over. Um, we are either talking about, you know, epic buying up exclusivity to drive people to the store or the legal battles they embroil themselves in, it seems like, on a daily basis. But all these efforts haven't been working out as one would hope as of yet, according to a report since launching the Epic Games Store itself. In December of 2018, they have lost reportedly more than $450 million on the Epic Games Store, probably likely to increase beyond uh, half a billion mark, they think, before the end of 2021. Um, According to the reports, the store cost Epic about $181 million in 2019, Mm -hmm. $273 million in 2020. And it is currently projected to lose another $139 million in 2021. So these losses are looking to be directed at their strategies, buying up the exclusivities, um, the deals that they've been making, um, free games that they offer quite a bit all month long. I'll admit, I rarely log into Epic unless there's a free game that I saw 
that they were offering, I'll log in and I'll grab it up. I'm one of those. Uh, so, and they don't, and they'll do like AAA games, mm-hmm. like games that would cost you 50, 60 bucks right now. Um, and they're still holding firm on their 12% revenue share with the developers though, which I guess at least there's that. You're not going to take back on what you gave just because it's looking a little grim, but they are expecting it to be profitable by 2023. So we will just have to wait and see. Most of these big companies, though, you have to, it's always a long game. Yeah. They're going to be in the red for many, many years before they blow up. (laughs) I mean, really and truly. I mean, Amazon was a bookstore. Just going to put that, you know, it takes a lot of time, but now it's a household name. So this long game could end up paying off for them, you know, in a few years. Um, And then, of course, when um, iOS kicked off Fortnite, that uh, reportedly uh, was a lot that they lost, of course, as well, because they weren't getting those in-app purchases. So um, Fortnite players as a whole have reportedly spent about $750 million on in-app purchases on the iOS version of the game alone. So Yikes. that's a hard chunk of change to lose, I'm sure, too. So just to button it, though, it does seem like the lawsuit... <laughs> That began with Apple has since announced a 15% reduction for smaller devs themselves now who make less than a million dollars in annual sales on the store. So Apple's kind of given a little bit too, or trying to, even if it's to save face, I don't know. But if you're a smaller dev on their platform and you make less than a million dollars, they're going to do 15 instead of 30%. So something. Got to take the little wins where you can't. (laughs) Keep patting them on the head, telling them, good boy, good girl. Until, you know, they, they keep on going through. But let's see here. I don't want to talk about Apple anymore. I did write more about their lawsuit and stuff, but aren't we kind of over it now? Yeah. Uh, I'll just briefly surmise. So they were supposed to send a representative to court. Senate Judiciary Committee asked for it because of this whole hearing. And then Apple said no and didn't send a witness. Which is hilarious since they bothered Valve for how long for all of their games. And they had nothing to do with this whole thing either. So there's that. That just begged the question for me. <laughs> like, you can't send one person to testify on your behalf after this whole thing. Uh, so, yeah. Huh. That, 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 that's the, the TLDR. We don't have to go into the whole thing. You guys are just killing yourselves here. <laughs> fun um super massive game seems to be gearing up for another one as of right now it's a secret unannounced project but of course it was from hiring that we got our little hints from putting out blurbs of looking for designers so they're looking for several positions some of which include a lead level designer game logic integrator designer see there's some positions i didn't even know were a thing look at all these people that go into it a ui programmer and combat designer the only hint that I could find is that it will feature real-time combat. Not sure how I feel about that, but we'll okay. see. But to be fair, this could be the next installment of the Dark Pictures anthology that they are looking for people for, um, which the House of Ashes, I think, is due out later this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then could be a sequel to Until Dawn, which is what I'm kind of hoping for. But it could be a new IP altogether, which is also would be very exciting. Um, I know some people haven't been as excited about the Dark Pictures anthology. I liked personally Little Hope more than Man of Madon. um, But I did really dig Until Dawn. So I don't think 
they've squashed anything for me. So I'm for it. And uh, we'll just see what's up their sleeve in due time. But I would be very happy for an Until Dawn 2 and a new IP. And then we'll probably find out they're just hiring to finish the game they're already working on. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> I haven't played House of Ashes yet. Nobody has. So I might like it. I don't know. Yeah. I do enjoy those the, the way that story is. It's the real-time combat. I want to see how that's going to shake out first. Like, is it QTEs? Like, I don't know. Whatever. We'll <laughs> see. Because, like, real-time in my head means those, like, idle things. But I know that's yeah, probably yeah. not right. Where you got to, like, wait real life hour to get anywhere you know <laughs> anyway i hate those games so much i hate it no i just want to play make me wait 30 minutes for my gems to pop jesus christ anyway uh, uh so you might have actually seen this one too uh news came out last week about a uh, naughty dog that was actually working on a remake of the og the last of us yeah i saw that headline i uh, a uh, remake yeah like it's not even that old of a game i feel like the ps4 version looked pretty sharp i don't know uh but sony's visual art service group which usually supports other sony studios um didn't stop them actually from attempting a remake about three years ago not with the naughty dog team so according to the article the visual arts group founder michael mumbauer and this is of course a bloomberg report hired about 30 people from inside sony and outside to create a division develop a remake of the last of us for ps5 it went underfunded so sony then moved it back to naughty dog team which i found very interesting that they were wanting to move it outside of that team in the first place mm -hmm. and for as long as they did for that many years but now mumbauer michael mumbauer is no longer at the company and apparently no one from sony reached back out to comment here so there's really no idea of what's going on i guess now as it sits but within this story it's also looking about the Days Gone devs that had initially pitched a sequel um, and was denied. So it seems like we're getting more of an underlying story here about Sony just really only wanting large, major AAA blockbuster hits moving forward. And it seems like the smaller teams might be getting shafted here, for the lack of a better word. Like the more I kept reading coming out this week, it seems like Sony is kind of, they're not having a good look right now. And it seems like how they're treating their smaller studios. So Sony Bend um, is now working with Naughty Dog on a multiplayer game, hmm. which is a standalone multiplayer, The Last of Us, which I feel like we kind of heard a little bit about that before. And I don't remember hearing much more about a multiplayer coming out since then. I was kind of hoping they changed their mind. Yeah. But, I mean, some people might be excited for it. Uh, but there are conflicting reports, as some say the new game that was getting worked on was actually Uncharted, with Naughty Dog overseeing it. Some higher-ups at Sony Bend were reportedly just unhappy about working on Uncharted and just asked to be removed from the game. So, like, there's all of these little internal turmoils that seem to be getting brewed up here. Um, I don't know now. It seems like that uh, Sony Bend is now making just a new game of their own. So hopefully they leave them be. Just let them make their game. And Naughty Dog has said it won't make another Uncharted game. So they did come out and they're like, if somebody else is doing it, it won't be us. Um, but the studio previously mentioned that a different studio could come in to make Uncharted. It gets messy. 
it gets messy. Bloomberg like mm-hmm. laid it all out in a it, it's a really long article. <laughs> it's a really long article because it seems like there was so much back and forth here between what Sony wanted, um, what Sony Bend was pitching that Sony would allow to go through. Um, it seems like they're just not catering to the smaller crowd as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The new PlayStation Studios boss, though, Herman Hulse, said The Last of Us remake was just too expensive due to its new engine for PlayStation 5 and gameplay redesigns. So instead, uh, they they just put Moonbauer's team to work on The Last of Us 2, and then we thought that there was no remake to be had. Y'all. Y'all. There doesn't need to be a remake. I What I think, that, like, all of this, for they what? Already, they did a remaster... For the PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, and it looked just as good, if not yeah. more polished, obviously. But sure. what, what? I mean, what do you? How are you going to make it look any better? Like, what are you going to do? This what is, is the game. Seven years old, eight, something like nine? that. Yeah, is it even nine? Might be. I don't know. It's. It's. I remember I was not living in the house that I'm in <laughs> when it came out. Right. But oh, okay. It's. It's just. June 14th, 2013. So, yeah. Okay, so it, it just it doesn't warrant being remade. Mm-hmm. It still holds up. It's still a good game. I mean, when you I look agree. back at certain games, let's use Shadow of the Colossus for a great example. That mm-hmm. was a game that deserved a remake because you go back to the PlayStation 2, the blocky nature of the character designs and all that stuff. So you're you're taking the essence of that game and you're polishing it up, making it look mm-hmm. brand new and still adhering to that. The Last of Us doesn't have that. There's nothing about the game looks so amazing. It still looks then really good, yeah. And still looks amazing today. Mm-hmm. What are you remaking? I don't well, I mean, if you're trying to just do a port for the PS5, fine. But I feel like if we've been talking about this already for three or four years. So that would have been five years after its release. Like, I think their efforts are just better put towards new ones. Personally, at this point in time, nobody's asking me, of course, but I'm like, you've got so many great titles. You've got these good people under your belt. Pump out new stuff. Yeah, new stuff. Hey, like, uh, you know, Days Gone 2 would be fantastic because despite what anyone might say about it, it was actually a really good game uh, that... It did have its missteps. It Mm -hmm. has some issues. But I feel that when you're doing something new and unique, you need a chance to try out the idea Mm -hmm. and then refine it. This is what we've seen in video games so many times. You have a good idea. You lay it out there. Find out what works, what doesn't, and then refine Mm -hmm. it. And then the sequel will always be better. And then the subsequent sequel. And so on and so forth. That's always the way it seems to work. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a game that deserves a sequel. I would love well, to see where you go with that. I would love to see them foster that team a little bit more, too. Yeah. To try to get that that greatness out of there, too. If these reports, of course, are true with how this internal struggle seems to be going back and forth. Um, seems like there's a lot of fires going on over at the studios right now. So I guess we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. what actually comes out of all of this right now. Um, I yeah, last little bit of news here. Why not? Uh, Twitch may now ban you for serious offenses that take place off the platform. So if you're a streamer, 
they might be taken into account your other activities outside of the form. I, I mean, as most of us know, harassment, abuse, other serious misconduct and things like that uh, may now get you banned from Twitch. But now, even if it occurs off the streaming platform itself, um, their off-service policy has previously taken into account misconduct that spilled over from the platform into other mediums. So if I started my BS on Twitch and continued it on Twitter, that was still considered a Twitch offense and, and they could ban you for it. Um, but, or I guess vice versa, if I started a spat on Twitter and then brought it onto Twitch and br did all this kind of stuff, that's misconduct. Well, now the guideline cites examples of the kinds of severe and, and criminal misconduct that'll get you booted from the platform, regardless of whether you did it on Twitch or not. Um, the list includes, but this is not everything. Are you a deadly violent person? I feel like cops would probably put you away for that anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. A membership or leadership in known hate groups. So if you're an advocate for one and you're not even talking about it on Twitch and Twitch finds out about it, that could get you banned. Terrorist activities, which I feel should go without saying. Um, sexual assault. Another one, especially with the last year that they've had. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye. Um, and explicit and credible threats against Twitch employees or the wider community. So uh, keep your crap in check, people. Don't. I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like they're asking anything that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. asking you not to sexually assault people, kill people, be part of hate groups, and um, put it on Twitch, Twitter, or wherever. Um, I know some people might get angry about that, but think about why you're angry first before you think yeah. it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but there you go. Don't do stupid stuff. You won't. <laughs> Get banned, put in jail. Uh, let's do some quickets. Okay. What you we got? got a couple little quickets here. Um, I mixed some from last week and this week, just in case some people missed. Um, Uncharted's movie was pushed back again, as you probably have seen. Uh, it was pushed back a week, though. So in theory, the date was supposed to be, well, I think originally July, right, this mm -hmm. year. Um, but now it's February 18th. So they pushed it a week. I guess it was February 12th and then now the 18th. So next year. But that that's a running. Yeah, that's a running thing with uh, movies right now, I've noticed. Right. Everything's getting. I, on, I honestly think that the studios, um, they're, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I think, honestly, Godzilla versus Kong gave them hope. Mm -mm. which is weird. I never thought in a million years anyone <laughs> would give this movie the time of day. But keep this in mind, okay? Think about this. I don't know if you heard this or not. The opening weekend for Godzilla vs. Kong, it took in more money, its opening weekend, than Godzilla King of the Monsters did its first weekend. And that's and at half capacity. That's what I was just going to say. And that was released to um, home viewers, too, that have HBO, right? HBO Max during a pandemic when when theaters aren't really at full capacity mm -hmm. and it brought in more than the last movie. Wow. Yeah. So just imagine how big of a blockbuster this may have been or maybe maybe it's because we've been, you know, locked behind, you know. Yeah, we'll have to see once we're set free again how uh, yeah. all these services I mean, fare. There are a lot of there are a lot of factors that could be coming into play here i would just i would really like to think that people were eager to see this movie regardless of what mm -hmm. way you were spinning but probably um i mean that's that's pretty good so now theater owners are like 
holy crap, maybe we can get out of this. And I don't like I'm I'm really I understand the concern and we've talked about this before. I understand the concern about theaters going under, but I was listening to another podcast, I think it was last week, and they were talking about this very thing and they this one guy pointed out point blank, he said, People want to go out. People mm-hmm. want to get away and I don't think theaters are going to die until we just become closeted creatures that never want to go out again because it's nice having that option. Mm-hmm. But if I if I knew for a fact that I could have went to see Godzilla vs. Kong in the theater safely and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to worry about anything, I would have went. Oh, yeah. Because I want to see it on the big screen. Right. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. that. I can create like a home theater all day long, but it's not the same. Yeah. But, you know, just being there on my television. Yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. But at least they're trying, you know, Something. And, and same with Black Widow. You know, if a if few months down the road, I don't want to miss out on the one like this. If I don't watch that in theaters, this will be the one Marvel movie I've not seen in theaters. So yeah. and I'd like to keep that trend going. But sure. it just depends on where I'm at come July. Sure. You know, and I'll be vaccinated. Yeah. But is everybody else still being safe? Is everything being <sighs> cool? Maybe. Yeah. So it's whether or not do I want to pay the 30 bucks to watch it on Disney Plus or do I just go out and pay less? Because I technically would pay less mm-hmm. to go out to the theater. Because I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Disney that. They're, it's a little bit of a racket. 30 bucks. Well, Disney's smart. Yeah. They know what's up. So it's fair. <laughs> Don't but, worry, they'll vault it and release it again in ten years for the same price. You know. But while you're on the subject of Sony, I just want to touch on this real quick. I don't know if you saw this uh, deal. Uh, if you haven't noticed, because I didn't really think about it, I was like, yeah, this is actually true. Sony is probably one of the few studios that doesn't really have a streaming service because Warner Brothers yeah, does. I guess it's just the store you just straight up buy them or rent them right yeah from the playstation store yeah so i mean sony doesn't have any kind of place for their for their you know movies because disney has hulu and disney plus uh which i mean i guess 20th century fox fits into that mold just the same a little bit universal I don't really know who they they don't have they, maybe they don't have one either. I don't know. I, don't know. Everyone, I know I saw Paramount has their Paramount own has now. Paramount Plus. So everybody yeah. kind of has their own little bubble. Well, Sony cut a deal with Netflix. And so Ooh. they're just like so all of our movies are going to go over here so in 2022. I actually appreciate that. Please yeah. put it on services I already have. So in 2022 <laughs> you'll yeah. start to see all these so like Uncharted, the next Spider-Man uh-huh. film, uh, Ooh, whatever yeah. big movies they got coming, <gasps> Ooh, they're going to go to yeah. Netflix. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't see that, that they had cut a deal. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm excited to see what comes out of that now. But that's smart. That's a smart move. Yeah. It's like, do we want to start our own service or just work with go someone who already has... Go to where the people are, man. Yeah. They're established. And Sony, I mean, what do you have that... Just go with someone that's already mm-hmm. out there. Just work with mm-hmm. them. I, I agree with you. Let's I'm, do I'm it. like you. I, I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me pay Jesus. for another one. Thank you. I keep seeing all the new ones pop up, and I'm like, there's just so much I'm never gonna see. I, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not nope. doing it. 
Dear Lord. All right. Uh, Deathloop was also delayed, which was the PS5 exclusive game. It was supposed to be out in May. Now we're we're looking at September 14th of this year. Um, I think, again, we've been saying that's what's going to look like. And I think Cyberpunk might have taught everybody another lesson this year to just, okay, maybe waiting's a good thing. Uh, oh, my God. Did you see this? Pac-Man 99 is now a thing. I so, did. It uh, looks like a variation. We, If you have a Switch, you might have played Tetris 99, which is a Battle Royale Tetris game, right? Um, right. Well, now you can do that with Pac-Man. And it looked really kind of fun. It, it, uh, if you have a Switch and you have their online service, it's available for you as of April 7th. Um, but yeah, you just get to play a different variation of Pac-Man and you got the other people on the screen and it's like a battle to the to the finish out of 99 people down to one. I thought it looked cute. I'm going to give if it a go. If you were into Pac-Man, a little variation of the game there to play and make it Battle Royale. I Honestly, I like Tetris 99 way more than I thought I would. And I didn't play it for yeah. very long, but the, the the weekend I got addicted to it, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually enjoying this. Because it's mm-hmm. Battle Royale, but you don't feel like it is. I still feel like I'm just playing my own thing. With yeah. people, of course, dumping on me from time to time. Oh, and an update on the Sea-Year-Old Mario Brothers game that we talked about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Care to take a guess on the final amount? Oh, God. Um, what was it? What was the, the last tally? Wasn't I think it, like- it was... 330,000 okay. last time we talked yeah for, for whatever reason 300,000 was stuck in my head so um I cannot imagine it was a million dollars so I'm gonna say 600,000 you're really close. Six hundred and sixty thousand wow. dollars is what it ended up going for. Yeah, okay. you can go check it out over at the esrb.org blog if you wanna. If you don't believe me, but uh, congratulations to whoever owned that game. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's a good payday for sure. I can make that last me quite a while. Um, more delays. Mortal Kombat was pushed back the movie from April 16th to now the 23rd. So not huge. Just a little bit. So you were supposed to next week or this week, I guess. And then now it's next. I was looking forward to watching it next week, but I also feel like maybe there was a, there was a reason for it because I felt like a lot of days were starting to get like people were on top of each other. Yeah. Like I feel like there was more (laughs) happening next week than just Mortal Kombat. Like, there was something else coming out, too. And maybe it was just like, you know what? Just shift shift it back a week, and that way there's a... And then they didn't want to conflict with each other. Yeah. I don't remember what it is, but... It's kind of like uh, May 26th. It felt like everything came out on May 26th. Yeah. It did. And it did. <laughs> Ooh. But, yeah. No, you know what? We'll save it. Uh, we'll just save keep it. going. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll save right. it. Uh, if you are a fan of Super Meat Boy, you will now be offered it on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One this month, uh, whereas before it was only on the Switch. So there you go. That was a big game, big deal. People love that platformer. It looked way too brutal for me. Yeah, it was... In a rage machine! I played it for a little while, and I was just like, uh... uh, Okay. The the stress, yeah. It starts to get to be too much. Um, let's see here. Ooh, retail sales of Super Mario 3D on the Switch has now surpassed total sales of the Wii U original in Japan. Nice. Uh, that's 14 months of sales, according to the article. Outdone in eight weeks. I wonder, uh, how many actually paid too much for it off of eBay, though. 
Probably, probably a lot. Yeah, no. When I'm looking at those numbers, I was like, dear Lord, I showed you some of those off the eBay, right? Like the instant they announced they were discontinuing it, like how much people were already trying to sell it for. And right yep. next to it, you could still buy it from the store for 35 I was like, you guys are jumping a little too too quickly at this. Let the, let the supplies deplete before you expect somebody to pay $15,000 for this damn game. Uh, but let's see. Last little quicket I have here. Uh PlayStation actually could be planning to expand its games into the mobile market. Um, We got another jobs listing that was looking for head of mobile at PlayStation Studios. So they're looking for someone to own and develop the mobile game strategy for PlayStation Studios and be responsible for building and scaling a team of mobile leaders and will serve as the head of this new business unit within PlayStation Studios. But the part of the article that was interesting to me is it also mentions a particular Focus on successfully adapting PlayStation's most popular franchises for mobile. Mm-hmm. Which do you think they would try to get to mobile? Do you think a little God of War action on mobile or? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of something uh, a little more. Because ex- God of War would, not to say it's niche, but uh, I guess it they need a wider appeal uh, character. So no, someone maybe. like Crash Bandicoot or Ratchet oh, and sure. Clank. Oh, yeah. Like, that. like a runner or some some game like that. Oh, yeah. Runners would work out beautifully. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, God of War could work, too. I'd be curious to see, like, what bli- big, big, <laughs> what big popular franchises that they're, they first got their eye on here. I hope it stays gone because that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> After all of this. <laughs> Anywho, all right, that's all I have for the quickest, but I do have one weird news that I thought was kind of adorable, and you might have read it, but I got he's one got a quicket. quicket. I got yeah. one little quicket, because yeah. th- this was one of those things that came out, and I even had to double check, because, like you, the timing on it was like, mm-hmm. something's off. But I'm almost positive this is real. Okay. Maneater DLC? Oh, yeah. Truth Quest? Did you see it? Did you see I the trailer? I did not. They had a trailer and everything. I probably should follow it. I don't even follow the game, so I didn't know a new trailer no. came out. I'm, no, this, I'm garbage. But it came out on April 1st. That's why. Oh, like, the day I gave up on trying to write I was, news. I'm like, I was I'm doing done. like this, but I was just like, you, you went through all this to make a trailer with Chris Parnell, new gameplay footage. If this is a lie, then wow, that's know, a man. very expensive, you know. April Fool's joke, but it seems to be confirmed. Truth, okay. Quest DLC, Man Eater. I'm excited. And it seems When's like it's supposed sh- to hit May. Uh, it, they just said summer, so oh, okay. sometime in the next couple of months. And it seems to be like I guess you're gonna go after the Illuminati. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> this whole game. Yeah, it's maybe just maybe I bizarre. really need to try it one day. Yeah, do. So ridiculous. Hey, you're a shark eating shit. What more do you yeah, want? That's true. It's I guess so I'll have fun. to wait for a sale. Yeah, please do. Please just, yeah. just give it a go. It, <laughs> it sounds else for so the simple. Lulz. Yeah. For the lulz. It really anyway, continue like with your, I just but, wanted yeah, to. Some weird news or just cool news. I don't know. But this week I saw an article about the Neuralink which is a neurotechnology company founded by Elon Musk in 2016. But this week, they unveiled its latest breakthrough, 
which was a monkey that can play Pong with its brain. I watched this. This is okay. So watching the video to go along with this is highly recommended. So I definitely would tell all of you, go check this out and watch it. It's like three and a half minutes. Uh, but in the first part of the video, the monkey goes up to a screen. It's got their nice little setup going on. Um, it has a joystick attached to it on the right-hand side. And uh, there's also like um, a metal tube or whatever that the monkey would put his mouth on. Okay. Uh Um, So uh, the, the whole point is that you see on the screen, there's like an orange box and a ball and he's moving that ball to the orange box. Right. So he's motivated by the banana smoothie blend. That's coming out of the little tube, of course. Uh, But that device is more than just a treat provider. It's also how it's calibrated, which is, um, as they put it in the models, the relationship between the patterns of the neural activity and the different joystick movements they produce gets calibrated through your mouth. So in this case, the monkey's mouth. So initially, the monkey did have the neural links attached to its head. And come to find out the monkey was actually moving it with his mind. So eventually in the move, uh, the video, they show the joystick. He's still moving it, but it's no uh-huh. longer plugged in. And the ball is still going into the orange square with him. Just He's still using the joystick. So the monkey is not even realizing it has nothing to do with that anymore. But um, the movement was happening from his brain. Uh, and I, he's not a half bad Pong player when they upped it to Pong where they were actually playing Pong, like, dear Lord. Uh, but the overall goal of this technology is actually what's more fascinating to me. It's supposed to help enable people with paralysis to be able to use a computer or phone with their brain activity alone because they wouldn't be able to use the joystick. They would calibrate the decoder by imagining hand movements to the target. And of course, since it's Elon, <laughs> the long-term goals was that first, the Neuralink product will enable someone with paralysis, like I just said, um, people who can't use the thumbs and everything. But later versions will be able to shunt signals from the Neuralinks in the brain to Neuralinks in the body for motor and sensory, thus enabling paraplegics to walk again. This device is uh, implanted flush with skull and recharges wirely, so you look and feel totally normal. And I will keep my eye on that because that's a huge goal. We're not even sure that is what it could come. But just the fact that I saw how this technology works with just the monkey's mind, how amazing that could open up more independent freedoms for people who right now can't. And I I think that's what's fascinating. Say what you want about the man. That's some sci-fi stuff right there that would be amazing. Right. If he could make that work. Um so yeah, I'm all for it. Oh, good God, yeah. And let, uh, let he's got the money to do it, man. Research away. Yeah. I would love to see something like that happen and benefit mankind and hopefully keep the government out of it to where they can't nickel and dime the shit out of people. True. Um for for the very simple fact of wanting to walk again, like you're in an accident and you become paralyzed. You didn't ask for that. Right. You didn't do anything to be put in that position. It was called and being rich or poor shouldn't matter accident. whether you get it. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can develop something in an affordable way and these people can walk again mm-hmm. or even function in, in some capacity more than they are now, mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. 
Oh, God. Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on this one because just watching that video alone with the monkey was wow. Yeah. Because once they unplugged the joystick and it was still going. So we're getting somewhere with it. What it ends up being, keep an eye on that space and we'll see. But uh, that's all of the interesting news that I had uh, seen this week that I felt the need to share. So I don't know if I uh, missed anything else you want to mention before we go on to our uh, headliner for the day. I got nothing. You got nothing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Not a thing. All right. As far as a headliner, I have nothing either. Uh, Oh, okay. You know, because... because like I said, I've been feeling like garbage, and I'm, I was trying to to figure out what to do, and I was like, you know what, screw it, I don't feel like doing anything. So I mean, we can do. I can just talk some more about things that interest me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. Way, either way. I mean, I I did I did have one or two other things I could talk about real quick, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, people, if you were looking for a headliner, I I, I did not feel good this week. It happens. Damn it. It's not like, I'm looking at the time, it's not like we were lack of giving you a light show. We're already no. at an hour 20. So, so I, I'll <laughs> tell you what, I'll throw in I'll throw in two two more things, uh, suggestions, or, mm-hmm. or if you've not seen them or what have you. So first of all, have you seen uh, Invincible? Yes. Actually, I kept meaning to ask you if you'd been watching it. Yeah. Yes. I How love about it. that show? Because I love it more okay. than I thought I would. I know that's the beauty of it. So, if you've not seen it, okay, here's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna try to keep it as as simple as I can. Uh, the premise seems very simple. Okay, mm. a young boy who knows that he's special or meant to be special. His father mm. is a superhero. And he is, he knows his father's a superhero. Yeah. He's waiting for his time to come, that he's going to, his powers are going to kick in. And finally they do. So then his Mm -hmm. dad tries to help him become, you know, the hero he's meant to be and and try to train him. Sounds all simple, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Just wait for it. That's all I'm going to say. Like, watch the first episode. Yeah. If you're not in by the I end of the first episode, don't spoil nothing. No, no. But that's the, all you got. My reaction at the end of that one, it just you gotta watch it to understand. It did not go the way I thought at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really didn't. And, and see, I'm enjoying it so go- so much now. I I went in like I knew the character. I knew the comics to a point, but I've never read mm-hmm. them. Like I knew of them. I knew Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead, was involved. Right. Um. And I knew and, Stephen Young was involved. I feel like I heard him in an interview talk about it before. But anyway, continue. And I, like, through another podcast that I've I listened to, they talk about comic books, and they talked about Invincible before. So I was aware mm-hmm. of the twist. There's Ish, a twist. Yeah. I'll just say that um, to a degree. Like, I was aware something was going to go down. Yeah, and I wasn't sure like certain elements, but I'm still intrigued. Like, I, there's still so much I don't know. I'm still asking questions despite mm-hmm. knowing something was going to happen. I still yeah. have questions. So, for anybody, if you're if you're kind of familiar with it, or or maybe you feel like, well, if I know there's something happening, you're still going to have questions because I still, 
I can hypothesize all day, but I still feel like there's something I'm missing or something yeah. that we're not being told. I'm, well, I'm we in. still got a few episodes left, right? I don't know yeah, how yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be in this first season. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm gonna either. assume. What maybe are we at? Like a, five now? Five, six, five, five. Yeah. Five. So I would assume this will probably be one of those short run, maybe ten, six, twelve, maybe even eight. I would yeah, believe maybe eight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check out Invincible. I highly recommend it. Um, it's it's solid. It's and really, see, I really went solid. into it knowing nothing about it. So that's like, even better. Would it, oh, God. The, yeah. And like the hubs just, I guess, enjoyed watching me because he had already seen them three episodes and he we were looking for something to watch because I would totally watch it again if you want to get into this show. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. And then so I think it was fun for him watching someone who had no idea experience that first episode because I just yeah. looked at him like what? I what? felt very confused. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in a good way in a good way so i do recommend it and uh what's his name melikanakis but i always say his name wrong uh, uh, oh it, uh, yeah, um, yeah yeah i know who you're talking anyway, about uh, I, I love him yeah i love him and he voices one of the characters too and it's just every time he's in something i have a good time as just, soon as i heard his voice i was just like oh yeah I know, you can't i know him i know him that's him yeah. and then it was just like big mouth that's where I know him from. Oh yeah, see, he he also does this other podcast. Um, it was about movies. Is it how did this get made? Sounds I want to say right. he's yeah, on yeah. it, and then but it's like a podcast he does in front of a live audience. I don't know yeah. if they're still recording it that same way now, of course, but uh, hilarious. Yeah. So I do recommend that. Uh, I, it's gonna bother me until I remember his name. <laughs> So you're, I mean, you're you're right on Jason Manzukis. Manzukis. I said Jason Malakanakis or something Malakanukalakanaka. like that. So Manzukis. <laughs> okay. Adding all these extra letters that don't need to do it, but yeah, love him, love him. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You've been watching it? I hadn't. I hadn't watched that yet. No, okay. ashamedly, but I, I would do want to. I don't want to say. That oh yeah, no. I mean, if you're if you liked the Captain America movies at all. Uh, I keep hearing the hubbub about the new guy that people don't like for whatever reason. Well, you know, in typical internet fashion, they ran him off the internet. Oh, did he really? He got off? Because people were, you know, (sighs) shitting on him, death threats and all that. He's an actor, for Christ's sake, people. Stop thinking this is real life. Furthermore. Stop it. Furthermore, for those who hate on him... He's like, you know about Captain America? If you know the comics, uh-huh. John Walker was Captain America briefly and then became mm-hmm. another character. Another, uh, per, well, whatever you call it. He took on another identity. So he doesn't another persona. Remain, yeah, he doesn't thing. remain Captain America. He's a, he's a kind of Captain We've America. We've really lost our imagination these days. Yeah, I it's just, like we can't envision another actor pretending to be a fictional character. Really, I hate, I hate <laughs> just yeah. these actors these days. I tell you what, like you can't just be an actor anymore. You have to actually be the character. You're not allowed to do it. Yeah, uh, I will say, uh, story wise, the way they've been laying it all out. I mean, it's great, good stuff. The Bucky stuff. And even the Sams, well, both both characters, the way they're being handled, they're mm-hmm. they're both dealing with different aspects of their lives, and it just makes it 
it's nice seeing them fleshed out. You know, it's not okay. just, well, these were both Captain America sidekicks or whatever. No, it's like, no, no, no. They're, they have real problems in the real world. Mm-hmm. And we're having to see how they all lay out because, you know, Sam, he's trying to, uh, he's, he's, people know who he is mm-hmm. and he's trying to do work for the government, you know, just try to pay the bills but because he's, I guess he's kind of an Avenger, but not, you know, it doesn't pay the bills. They even address that, you know, <laughs> there was like a scene where he's trying to get a loan from like the bank. public service. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be broke trying to do it. So it was like, uh, <coughs> trying to talk or trying to help his sister get a loan for her business uh, that was like a family-run business or whatever, and they're in a bank. And he's talking to the guy. He's like, well, don't you get it? have any money from the Avengers? He's like, that doesn't really kind of work that way. This is kind of like good faith kind of thing. Mm-hmm. doesn't really pay anything per se, you know. He was just like, ah, well, that, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But you'd think they would, you know? I you mean, would think. They probably think have the money to do it. Tony Stark funded the damn thing you'd think he could have given him a paycheck right give me a break or at least some sort of pension plan or i don't know <coughs> anything to take care of your people yeah but take care of them damn it that was i mean little interesting bits that they they've kind of thrown in there like that plus and i've heard criticisms of this too but i also feel like they're handling it in a way that needs to work for this show they're addressing certain elements of racism without blatantly being like look racism racism you know yeah. and shoving it in your face and i guess some people on the internet feel like well you've got to shove it in their face you got to say it it's like no they're being subtle I think we about need it. to just stop listening to the internet yeah i, I mean it, really and truly well i mean there's there's no <laughs> sense in in throwing it out like shoving it down your throat i mean if you're being subtle about it that's not how it is in reality anyway for example there was a scene where bucky and uh sam kind of got into an argument on on a public street and in Mm -hmm. kind of a a neighborhood if you will Mm -hmm. and the cops show up and who do you think they go for for first when they're starting to interrogate yeah and it's things like that they didn't point it out they didn't be like oh this is being racist it's just like it's a painful this reality. is how it is. Yeah. And they 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 went at it just the way it would play out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it got resolved, but whatever. It played out exactly the way it would in real life. That is about as subtle as it could be without just saying racism. But still enough for you to notice like wait, that wasn't something's wrong here. Yeah. That's exactly. Wrong. Yeah. So, I you know, little things like that. They're touching on things that genuinely happened. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that they're not skirting the whole situation because they could. They could just be like, well, we don't have to, you know, that that won't happen. Sure. That won't happen. Of course it'll happen. Well, you're in your fictional world. I guess you can write it however you want. Yeah. But. I've even heard rumors, and I heard this rumor this week, that they, there may have been, and I don't know this to be confirmed, but there may have been a virus subplot in the show Ooh. that they scrubbed out. Yeah. And that's understandable, right? Yeah, the timing of it all. Yeah, I was just like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't need to talk yeah. about that. So that I appreciate. But again, the the sub, you don't have to. Blade, Planet of the Apes is a great example. If I if mm-hmm. I may, talking about problems in the real world, but doing it 
in a satirical way using metaphors mm-hmm. to point out all the, the issues of the world of the time through social commentary of, of this fictional world. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But it's it's mm-hmm. all there. You don't have to be, I mean, you'd have to be blind not to see what they're pointing out. The hypocrisy of all these different factions and, and all these different people and the racism of the time and everything in the 60s that was happening, they were just like, here, this is exactly everything that's going on. Here's the mirror. Mm-hmm. Just because it's fictional doesn't mean we're not speaking truth right now. Right. That's exactly what they're doing. They're they're saying what needs to be said without openly saying it. And because hopefully you don't making have it to digestible it. for a you know yeah. regular human to sit down and watch and <coughs> hopefully get the nuances of it. Because not everybody needs that stuff shoved down their throat. So anyway, I appreciate that. Uh the story's been good and uh I appreciate I really like the guy playing the new Captain America. I'll have to watch it now to give it a fair shake. The like, reason, I have no opinion right now. Yeah. but I was curious how they were going to handle his character because I know who the character John Walker is in the comics. And I know that... You know what could be coming. Uh, oh, yeah. I know exactly the type of person he is. And they're definitely taking him in that direction. The last episode... Ooh... The way that ended, I was like, "Oh, damn!" They went there. I didn't gotta they? get on it. So I'll just say that I don't want to. I don't want to touch you more <laughs> than that. Uh, a lot of great little Easter eggs and references to stuff like that. I know this. This is a like a comic deep cut. Your husband uh, may pick up on it. I missed it the first time around because I was a little distracted with other things going on, and I mm-hmm. I hated myself that I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. They introduced a very big Marvel comics. Uh, city mm-hmm. in here called Madripoor, and the reason it's big is a lot of X-Men adventures happen here, especially with Wolverine. Oh, and it okay. was just like, hey, there's this there's this place we're going, Madripoor, yeah. and it's like... <gasps> he might have, and then wouldn't have thought to bring it up to me or whatever. Yeah. But what's interesting about, like, you're, you're more Marvel, so that's why and, every time we're watching a Marvel thing, he asks me to ask you a question since he knows you read the comics, and he was way more into DC growing up reading right, yeah. the comics. So it's interesting, but he's way into the MCU more than the DCU, I guess. Like he just likes the way they're telling the um, cinematic universe better than DC had been. But yeah. uh, Yeah. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. I enjoy the the cinematic universe. I never read the comics, but I'm enjoying them. I think they're fun stories and I think they're told in a good way. And I think it's fun. And and you're getting the, I guess a a Cliff's Notes version of things that happen. I mean, they don't happen exactly as they happen in the comics, but I mean, they're, they're got to keep people interested who and buy both mediums. Yeah. And I think it works. I think, I think it satisfies elements for longtime readers and and then newbies who who don't know anything. Like, Oh, that's the thing. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. but this is where it comes from. Right. I I will admit, (laughs) I'm sure for those longtime fans, it definitely can hit, hit a different way. Oh yeah. But it's so, it's still so cool just to see it. Like mm-hmm. just even when they they dropped Thanos in the the first Avengers movie, I was like, because <gasps> I knew <laughs> like for me seeing that it was him, I I was just like, I know where this is headed mm-hmm. because and I expected the next movie to be the Infinity Gauntlet thing. I didn't expect them to, you know, lead up to it like as their finale, which made more sense. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, you can't rush that. You can't rush that. No, no, no. So I'm glad they did against mm-hmm. what I thought, but still, it's just cool. Yeah, no, it's been fine. And yeah. Disney's been killing it with those things. What they got one Loki coming too, yes. right? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, so many things I saw. That- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw it. I was like, as soon as uh, WandaVision was done, it felt like then I just kept hearing about more. And I'm like, hey, all did right. you did you watch that last trailer they dropped for Loki? I haven't. Oh my god. No, There's is there a, another one? Well, there was a scene in there, and I know I saw it. The mm-hmm. I mean, like something similar to it the first time. And you can see it in the trailer. And if it's not what I think it is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, this okay. isn't spoilers. It's in the trailer. Maybe I'm just misinterpreting it. So it's in the trailer, and this is Steven's thoughts. He goes to see Black Widow, like on Vormir. That looks like Vormir, the planet where she died. Uh huh. I'm almost positive it's her and him sitting together. And it's I'm like, my my mind is like, what is going on here? What alternate universe is this? Yeah, like how, what, huh? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, from what I saw, that's what that's what I'm taking away from it. He goes to see her. Now, why? How? Nice tease All then, because now you want to know, right? I do. Yeah. Because that's, so they a, did that's their a, job. That's a big, big <laughs> question. Like yeah. that raises so many questions. Like he, he not only is he skipping time or whatever but he's on a whole nother planet yeah yeah so what is going on <laughs> I yeah gotta go watch it <laughs> yeah so anyway all right so i'm i've nerded out uh you guys are probably tired of it so how about we just uh wrap up the show but there that, we go excellent well i hopefully you all enjoyed our tomfoolery as always yeah, um yeah. we enjoy uh <laughs> Putting on the tomfoolery for you. So that's our show. (laughs) Of course, as you know, I'm going to remind you that you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash or send an email to SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com. Send an email. Nerd out with us about Disney Plus stuff maybe now. Who knows, you know? Uh, You can find us over on Instagram to view our weekly icon art that Steven puts his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on the pencil and paper podcast network or search super mega crash brothers turbo on your preferred platform, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and you can even go to youtube.com forward slash pencil paper productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley, And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.